This is the Leader X podcast. Hey there, everyone. It's Lucy Farkas, and I'm going to be summarizing um, the brilliant conversation that I had with Kevin Smith and to you know, really bring my thoughts about what leaders can do right now and where they should be focusing their energy when it comes to their brand. Now, I've spoken to two branding experts now about the future of work, and I loved hearing their thoughts on the future of branding and, yeah, what leaders need to be thinking about and actioning right now. Now, Sapna Piru explained in episode one how the human and personal aspects of the brand are already important. It's not a new trend, but it's one that's only going to become more important. Basically, what you what you do as a company and what you say you do and what people see has to align in order to make that that strong and solid brand. Um, in the future, this is going to be really important that your brand can connect on an emotional level. When people feel emotive um, or emotional about a brand, and if it gets them here, then they're more likely to stay loyal. Um, and as things change and everything else fluctuates in the marketplace, they're more likely to stay loyal. And then Kevin Smith of Smash Brand added another layer of that as he introduced us to the idea that data is going to meet at the intersection of the human side to really power up brands and their packaging. We need human and, and creativity and all of those very inefficient things to, to create those ideas. But then the part that's important is testing them because, you know, as you have 50 ideas of what is, what is that kind of that human, what's that emotional response that a consumer has uh, you can go pitch them and they're very subjective or you can have data that shows that, hey, this one right here is going to probably lose your brand some money. And this one over here is going to increase purchase intent by 30 percent. Let's start working off this and modifying it. Now, this really excites me because I really believe that us humans won't become redundant in the future. Quite the opposite. AI will enable us to be more human, to remove the monotony of work and really add value. So if you aren't looking at AI as part of your future strategy, then you aren't really building a strategy for the future. So Kevin shared how AI in the future, you know, will enable companies and entrepreneurs to basically scan multiple data feeds from so many different sources and kind of deliver the common problems, you know, whether they're local, they're industry specific, and even on a global scale. And then literally they'll just present product developers with a list of potential ideas to research and develop. I mean, imagine that. You don't have to spend time thinking about the problems. They simply arrive at your door on a silver platter. Your job is simply to work on solutions. And that's what humans are brilliant at. But what do you do until then? Okay, well, in reality, all of the information you need is already within your reach. Whether you're looking for gaps in the market or trying to understand the issues your people are experiencing or even understanding the needs of your customers, all you have to do is ask questions. In my present step of the five miles method, we always start by asking the question, what's here now? You know, what are the blocks? What are the issues? Um, you know, where are you performing and where are you not? What's the culture like around here? Now, the leadership team might have a really good idea about what's working or not because they have all this great data. They have the key performance indicators to show them. But what it doesn't give them is any insight about why there's a block or even what to do about it. So 
often they just jump into action, either throwing more money, investing, um, or making decisions to just simply apply a fix without understanding the root cause or the underlying picture. To be frank, it just gets people's backs up. It makes people just roll their eyes and think, oh, it's just another initiative. They don't understand us. Um, it's just another flavor of the month. Instead, they could gather their people together, people from either specific teams or cross functions from all over departments and offices and just present them with a question or a topic and say, you know, what are your thoughts on this? What's your experience? What can we do better? What are we doing wrong? Of course, the key to getting that information is to build trust first, you know, because you know, we've had the survey boxes in the past and, you know, create an idea. And two things either happen um, in low trust organisations. Firstly, people just, you know, don't trust that their ideas or their thoughts will even be actioned. Um, and, you know, they, they don't even put it anonymously because they think, what's the point? Um, and the second is that they fear their... Um, their job security by pointing out some of the issues or some of the, the problems. There's just no trust, especially when there's no active listening. So when, you know, they present an idea and the leaders come back by either being defensive or just trying to justify or coming up with loads of excuses, they don't feel like they're being listened to. So they just stop speaking up. They stop being curious. They stop trying to improve. So if you really want to get this rich data, as leaders, you need to learn how to really listen to your people, listen to your customers and suppliers, and then together co-create a solution. You see, when people are able to be part of the solution, they're more likely to buy into it, take accountability for making it happen. I mean, they want to take ownership and, and make a real difference. And that's really what we cover in the My Team and My Business um, steps of the Five Miles program. And using technology to open up those conversations can really speed up the process. I mean, think about it, um, you know, whether you're working remotely or you've got multiple sites, you might be a global organization. How can you have those meaningful conversations with everybody all at the same time? Well, you can send out surveys, you can create collaborative spaces. You know, perhaps in every meeting this month, every team is posed the same question and then they upload their um, collaborative experiences and ideas into some kind of server, you know, where you can then, as a leadership team, extract all of those ideas um, from a snapshot in time, use technology to analyze and draw out the key ideas and themes. And then you've got all of this data, you know, you're focusing everyone's attention on the strategy and aligning everyone around the cause. Of course, then, you know, you need to feed back the findings. You know, because if you don't do the feedback, people will think, well, that was a waste of time. You know, they haven't actioned anything. They haven't done anything as a result of our thoughts and our, our giving. So thank them and share the results and explain what you are going to do about it, but also collectively going to focus on, you know, to fix or implement and share how everybody is now responsible for making it happen. Don't forget to subscribe to hear more future episodes. 
Coming up, we've got Justin Hyde on the future of working environments. And in the next episode, Emma Birchall and Harriet Molyneux talk about how all leaders will stop directing and start really co-creating with their people to find the ultimate business strategy. Make sure you're subscribed and look out for new episodes as they appear in your feed. And don't forget, there's more on the guests in the show notes. Kevin also shared how he used data to also trial um, branding and package launches. It's the same with anything that you do within your organization. Test it first. Get the data on it. By testing and getting real-life feedback and analyzing results and, and projecting the impact on whether it's sales or turnover or operations, he found that leaders were able to make better strategic decisions effectively. The data encouraged them to be a little bolder, a little braver, and, and to take a few more risks. He said that, you know, bigger, safer brands were often really risk adverse to trying new things. Hence, they delivered heartless, soulless campaigns that just don't connect with anyone. You know, he said that to stand out, you need to be able to connect on a more human level. So rather than manipulating your customers to buy based on fear or being less than or playing to their own feelings of unworthiness, which is the traditional marketing route, instead, connect to a bigger cause or by doing some kind of good in the world. We chatted about the next generation of leaders and how they think and feel differently about people and their corporate responsibility. You know, making money for money's sake just won't cut it in the future. The, the millennials and the Gen Z are, you know, socially conscious individuals. And to be honest, people don't want to give their money to greedy self-serving companies anymore. They want to know that their consumer choices are either making a positive impact or at the very least not adding to the world's problems. And this ties back into the my legacy step of the five my's. What is the impact or imprint that you want to leave on your people, your customers, your communities and the world around you? Build a legacy into your strategy. And even if you aren't there yet, tell your customers about the journey that you're about to go on, whether it's reducing your carbon footprint, reducing your packaging, making your products healthier, um, or focusing on equality and diversity. Find your cause, build a strategy around it and make it happen. Your brand is everything that you do and everything that you say. And it needs to be real. It needs to be authentic. And if your external brand doesn't reflect what's going on for your people and how you work, you know, internally, then get the data from your people, understand what's missing and what's not working, find out why and build it into your strategy. Because we need leaders to be authentic. We need them to be humble and to say, look, we've got this wrong. This is where we aspire to be. This is the company that we want to build and to be proud of. Um, and come on the journey with us. So subscribe to the feed and look out for the next episode as we explore the future of work. And next time we'll be talking to Emma Birchall and Harriet Molyneux of Hotspots Movement to really start understanding a little bit more about how to co-create and build organisations of the future that involve everybody.
So that's another episode done. Don't forget to buy the book, Leader X. Subscribe to the podcast and sign up to the newsletter at www.3wh.uk.com. That's the number three in the letters W and H. And now it's time for you to step up, take control and lead with impact. Tune in next time for another great guest. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leader X podcast. The Leader X podcast is a gifted gab production for 3WH.